What is up, everybody? My name is Brandon Simeone, and this is 14 Talk. I'm here, of course, with my co-host, well, every once in a while, Franklin Helger. Hi. He found this new game that I've been playing, and now he's, like, addicted to it. BitLife is awesome. Yes. We are this not sponsored, but it is, a, it is a pretty fun game. Anyway, uh, sorry I haven't really been doing this much lately. I started a new job over at Amazon that uh, it's been taking up a lot of my time. So, so is mine. Yeah, so see, basically everyone that has probably ever appeared on our podcast all work at Amazon now. <laughs> but uh, some very sad and tragic news happened this weekend. Yes. Um, a cultural icon, visionary um, writer has passed away. Stan Lee, he was 95 years old. 95. Did they ever say what he died of? Or is pneumonia. Pneumonia. Oh, wow, mm-hmm. shit. Shockingly, my mom gets that every year. So, goddamn. All right. Goddamn. Forty seven. All right. Anyway, um, yeah, so, Stanley, if you don't know who he is, then, my God, you have not seen the sun in, like, decades, I guess. I don't know. My grandmother even knows who Stanley is. But uh, for those of you who don't know, Stanley Liebert, which was his real name. I can't remember his real name, but it's Stanley Liebert. Um, he was born in 1922 in New York City. Um, around the time that was the Great Depression, he would have to work to get money to help pay for his family's um, bread and you know food and stuff like that. Um, in his early 20s, he wanted to be a writer. Um, at the same time, you know the war was going on, so he uh, was dr- he enlisted, I believe. Enlisted? I'm pretty sure he enlisted and uh, went off the war, and he became a playwright. Um, fun fact, actually, about that. Um, he was a playwright along with Theodore Geisel. For those of you who don't know who that is, that is Dr. Seuss. So Dr. Seuss and Stan Lee were basically writers together wow. at war. Two I didn't even know that. Two of the greatest writers of probably all time worked together. I can only imagine what, like, a comic book by them would be like. It'd be weird. It would be. It'd be weird and fucking interesting. Really cool though. Yeah. Um. After that, after um, he finished um, you know, his service, he went back, married his wife. Uh, was it Jane? Jan? Jan? I believe someone J. I'm a horrible person. I can't remember that. For who he was married to for many, many fucking years, over sixty, I believe. I know she died last year. Um. But anyway, like, he was, he would just um, be, uh, he was a writer at uh, Timely Comics, which is now known as Marvel Comics prior to it. Um, one misconception that I, I want to say real quick before I hand it over to Franklin okay. uh, is that a lot of people were saying that he created Captain America. That is actually not true. Captain America was created in the 30s by uh, Jack Kirby. Stan Lee just wrote for Captain America he didn't create that was prior to all Marvel really starting so like him Submariner and the Human Torch those guys were not created by uh, Stan Lee they were prior to that well I can remember the first time I actually watched Stan Lee's movies which was the Marvel the Avengers I remember that was like my very first movie like I watched really? yeah Honestly, I never gave Marvels a chance because I was so big into DC. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, which, ironically, 
Stan Lee actually rewrote some of the D- best DC stories ever. I read those. Those are actually really cool. Yeah, I heard it was really great. Um, mm-hmm. I actually read some of the Batman ones because the Batman's my favorite one. Yeah, the uh, Batman one's interesting. Yeah, it's re- they retold his whole story and it was just a breath of fresh air to the DC Marvel's, like, uh, DC comic books. Not Marvel comic book. DC comic books. The JLS as well. They also got a, ref- a fresher breath with Stan Lee. Unfortunately, he did not continue with DC which makes it upsetting because he had a great vision for what the characters could be like and what what like kind of extent he could go with these characters. And a totally different take on what they were. Exactly. He pushed the limit with a lot of these characters and it worked. It sold. Unfortunately, DC and Stanley didn't have the greatest like, you know, uh, what was it, meetings or I heard they just didn't really sell that great either. It, it it Some wasn't. Didn't. Yeah, didn't. they just butt heads, and a lot of the storylines were conflicting, and just didn't sell. He yeah. went and did Marvel, and Marvel from then on just got a whole revamp on everything. They got a whole new, fresh lineup for all their heroes. It was just great to see Stan Lee put like even the best Spider-Man like um, storylines together, Venom and. And having Spider-Man lose Gwen Stacy. Oh, I am so sorry. Even, like, Spider-Man, when he was creating him, people said that this, that that wasn't going to work. That yeah. Spider-Man wasn't going to work. Like, nobody wants to read a comic book about a kid with problems. And they, what was it? It was like, uh, not like a little, like, strip that they did. They, no, the whole point was they gave him the shot with the comic. But it was at the end of... Um, no, it was it was before that. It was like they did a little strip, like a little yeah, thing piece, for it. Yeah, but it and wasn't... it sold. Yeah, it sold. But at that point in time, he didn't... There wasn't like enough like in a little comic strip to explain like if he was like a teenager or that. Yeah. But he then explained to people like, no, he's a teenager. They're like, oh, that's stupid. So I think it's like Fantastic Comics or something. Like towards the tail end of one of their weird monster comics that they had, they let him do the first... Uh, the first edition of uh, Spider-Man, and it sold very freaking well, and everybody grasped onto it and loved it. Mm-hmm. And the one thing I gotta say that I loved about Stan Lee's comic books a little more in DC is that Stan Lee said, "I'm not gonna base this in like Gotham City or Metropolis. I'm gonna base this in places I know, like New York." Which it's hard it, to get licensing for a place like that. No, 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 I mean it's it's not even licensing. It's just like if you're gonna like say if I'd be like if he's gonna like do like something like Times Square, like say like do stuff like that, then yeah, probably do it, do licensing. But at the same time, he wrote about where he knew. Like he's a New Yorker, so right, yeah, and it it just worked all together. It just pieced really well together. A lot of the storylines again, it made you like especially Spider Man. It made you feel like right at home because well, it's right at home. And it took place in New York City, and it was. And great. not only that, he almost retired from comic books entirely. Yeah. His wife convinced him to just write one more comic book the way you would want it, and that's how he created the Fantastic Four, the first family of Marvel, which is that's what's considered. They did very well, and also inside Marvel Comics, I mean, inside all uh, the Fantastic Four comics, that was kind of more of the the type of like, hey, let's try out this character, Spider Man, start out in there. Uh, the Inhumans, Black Panther, I th- I'm Nick Fury, I believe. A lot of characters started off in the Fantastic Four comics and then went off into their own thing. Yeah. And the great thing about Stan Lee is he it's not like Stan Lee 
even with the Marvel like cinematic universe, it, he never demanded a big role. He never demanded a big role. He, he never, just demanded screen time of five seconds. He a never cameo. even knew that he was going to be in them. This director's asked him, like, hey, will you be in this? And he's like, sure. Yeah. I I also apparently, I read something, too, that, like, all the casting, mm-hmm. they went to Stan Lee after they cast him. Like, is this okay? Is he okay for this? Does he look like what you would want? He said yes to everybody. Yeah. He's like, yeah. I. He never thought in a million years that, the like, they would make movies as big as this That any of these Would be as big Like when he goes Into the theater He's not Yeah I did this He's like He's just as amazed As everybody else Sitting there he's Like holy crap That's amazing Yeah And just Stan Lee in general Was a great Genuine guy Even when Even when making The comic books He was genuine To like everybody He was just like He, he was, was really just a really nice f- person Yeah really nice person Really really Gave you the insight Of problems And just how to Solve your problems Without violence All the time yeah. Um, DC was doing this weird thing with where like um, uh, Speedy um, was addicted to heroin, and it, that was like one of the that was like a big thing, like the air quotations golden age of yeah. comics. But Stan Lee said, "You know what? I'm gonna take it up a notch. He's gonna he he took everybody and well everybody and everyday real life problems and stick it in a comic book and." It's not like it just was a stint. It was an all-running-round thing. He did stuff based around the hip, um, you know, the war, the hippie movement, around, you know, t- uh, around uh, big businesses, oil tycoons, which is basically where Iron Man came from. Yes. Um, one of the biggest things he did was the X-Men, which was basically, basically, um, like, um, what the hell is the word I'm looking for? His take on prejudice, on how, you know, prejudice... Uh, against you know different people of race and d- people with different like you know things and stuff like that and people who grew up and loved them i grew up loving the x-men as a little kid that was one of the first movies i remember watching yes that and like, oh, great. Oh, that's sorry no that was like one of the first movies i remember watching as a kid and going to see i think x-men 2 came out like when i was like three or four years old right i could honestly say the best thing about stan lee was he in the era where racism was alive and racism was well, Stanley. I don't remember the speech offhand, but I remember a part of it. He said something about how it doesn't matter if you're black or white, it doesn't matter what you know what your skin color is or anything like that. I don't remember, like I said, word for word the speech, mm-hmm. but it it's more like he empowering and embracing the whole fact of you don't have to be white and in a tight. To be a superhero, you could be black or Asian or whatever color or whatever race or ethnicity. You could be that, and you could still be a hero at the end of the day. Yeah. By even doing the littlest things in in the real world too, you could always be a hero. Mm-hmm. And that's what I loved about Stan Lee. Stan Lee movie is like the greatest things, you know, well put together. I know he sat there and did all the Avengers like screenings and. Not only screenings, but plot lines and plot stories and everything. I know he was there for all of that, writing out the story. And it's just so sad that he's not going to be able to finally reveal what his character is. Because we know Stan Lee as Stan Lee in the movies. But why was he always in the movies? Yeah, they said they were going to They said they were gonna, They were were going to. reveal something like that. Yeah, and it's unfortunate that this man who was 95 years old passed away of pneumonia 
we're not gonna get that storyline, or at least we're not gonna get the real Stan Lee. We're gonna get like maybe a CGI. No, there it was rumored. As I am rumored, he did finish uh, his filming for Avengers. He did filming for Captain Marvel, and he did filming for the last Spider-Man for the latest Spider-Man movie that's gonna come out, which I think it's his last cameo. I think, if um, I'm not mistaken. So he's not gonna do. He's not gonna be in Venom then. No, you know he was in Venom. No, I know what I'm saying. He's not gonna be in Venom too. No, second one. So no. But uh. Right now, the last few things that um, Stan Lee did as a cameo was the Spider-Man game, and nobody talks about it. But I, and it's really ironic because that game really blew up this year. I have yet to play it because I got read them. It's a really good game. Yeah. Um, the storyline was really well put together. It made you feel something, and that's a great thing about Stan Lee and his mind. His story makes you feel things that you would never have thought. Like even if like. It's it's not really much of a spoiler now. Like you know, if you didn't play the game, you didn't play the game at this point. It's not a spoiler. Um, Aunt May dies. Now, granted, yes, she died in all the movies, and well, not really movies, but in the comic books, she dies. Nobody really cares. You know, it's all sad, but nobody really cares. She's like an old hag. But in the game, it made you like Stanley put that whole storyline together with Spider-Man the game and it made you feel something for Aunt May for the very first time it made you feel like you want to hug your the very closest thing next to you like your dog your mother or somebody you know you want to hug something because I literally played the game religiously and I'm actually still doing live stream about it because I wanted to get everybody else to watch the feel as well get your plug in there man <laughs> I have to I'm not putting my YouTube but no but um, I played the game the very first time without live streaming, and I seen even reactions live stream, and it was just so sad. Like after the game ends and you still play a Spider Man, it's like that is so depressing. Like, do you want to even continue playing a Spider Man at this point? Do you even want to continue that doing did- anything? And that's what Stanley made you feel because he made you feel like now you're a part of Spider Man. What would you do in this scenario? Now you just lost the love of your your love life. You know, you're, you're on. Somebody who took care of you. Somebody See, who, who who was a parent to you. What do you do now? That's that's <laughs> the thing where there is a difference between DC and Marvel. With DC, their characters are basically gods among Earth. With, with some few exceptions here and there with some superheroes. But uh, with Marvel, a lot of these guys are just normal people. Who just got granted either gifted powers, accidental powers... Or, you know, decide, hey, I can do some good in the world with what I know how to do. Uh-huh. And But still at the same time, like, yeah, you're a superhero, but yet you have this entire other secret life where you have problems. Like, again, with Spider-Man, like, hey, he's a superhero. He just kicked freaking, you know, Green Goblin's ass. But, you know, hey, he has to go home and finish a report. Or, you know, he's failing at school. Or his aunt's getting sick. He has to take care of her. You can relate with stuff like that. You can relate more, in my opinion, with Marvel than you can with DC characters because... They're real people. Yeah, DC and, doesn't really take And it's crazy how people, like, keep, how uh, anybody would think, like, oh, they're just people, they're just little cartoon drawings, or there's actors on screen. Yeah, but if they're written the right way, or if they're started, if they were created the right way, and the seeds of, like, main plot points are taken throughout the generations, it works. Yeah. I, 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 As much as people shit on the Spider-Man movies, like, you know, the past two ones, they're great. 
Amazing Spider-Man and Amazing Spider-Man 2 was not great. I liked it. I hated it. It's just a different take on Spider-Man. It, it was stupid. I think besides Tobey Maguire's rendition, I think the new one that we have now, uh, uh, Andrew Garfield, is his yeah. name? No, the, the new one? Yeah. No, it's Tom Holland. To- uh, Tom Holland. Andrew Garfield was the... Um, was the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, he was trash. Fuck I liked that. him. He was not bad. No, he didn't play Peter Parker properly. Like, I mean, he was a great Spider-Man, but a trash Peter Parker. Yeah, he... Yeah. He was too cocky. Peter Parker was not cocky. I mean, there were some parts of him though. Yeah, yeah. but it was just the majority mind. of the time. But, but um, Tom Holland, he is a great Spider-Man. Yeah, great. And what's great about him is he he was casted at a young age. So now young, like young He's watchers, now. yeah, one young viewers can actually relate to this guy, this kid, because it's like, well, we're kids too. We can relate. Like mm. Tom McGuire, he was relatable, but. To an extent, yeah. you know, because this was like post, um, not post, uh, after, after him getting out of high school and dealing with drama. This yeah. is him being an gradu- adult. Now. Yeah, he graduated. Yeah, this is him being an adult. Pretty. I much. actually remember when that movie came out when the first Spider-Man came out. Yeah, it, was, it wasn't it came bad. Came out in two thousand two, and I remember my brother taking me to go see that, and I loved it. Spider-Man was so cool. But actually, like when you see kids go into these movies and see them. Well, not like Avengers Infinity War. That's just kind of depressing. You see them coming out crying. But, like, when you see a kid walking mm-hmm. into Spider-Man or something like that, Black Panther, and you see their eyes just light up, that's the same way, like, you know, everybody feels. I felt when I was a little when I first watched Spider-Man or the X-Men or what else, what else came out around that time? Fantastic Four, even though it wasn't that good, but I liked it. Yeah. And just, in general, just all these movies, even the Marvel Cinematic Universe... Just in general, was a crapshoot. Marvel at the time was considered a lone company, wasn't bought by Disney yet, and they took a chance and they casted Robert Downey Jr., which everyone thought they were insane. Because Robert Downey Jr., if you don't know his history, brief thing real quick, he had a troubled past. He went, he was in and out of jail, he had drug problems, he had attitude problems. Nobody had faith in him anymore. So they took a chance with him, and this movie did very damn good. And... He thought, all right, this was just one movie. And they're like, no, you signed a contract. You're doing like seven of these things. He's like, what do you mean seven? He's like, oh, yeah, we're building an entire world around this. And everyone looked at them like they're insane. This isn't going to work. Even Stan Lee looked at him like, this is insane. This isn't going to work. Yeah. But slowly it started coming together. Everything started together. Like, and the running joke is um, for DC versus Marvel. Marvel always kept their their characters and the characters were like always the same and they always looked the same versus DC where they casted every like new fucking Batman or Joker or somebody. Yeah, I remember hearing that. But yeah. then at the same time, now you can't like now whenever I think of Iron Man, I think of Rob Downey Jr. When I think of Thor, I think of Chris Evans. Exactly. Like now you can't distinguish the two. Yeah, the only time they ever recasted for any um Marvel's movies, honestly, was, would be The Incredible Hulk, yeah, um, and Spider Man, yeah. Those are the only two characters that get recasted, and it was because backstage drama or just the people didn't want to do it anymore. Yeah, it happens, and it's just so sad to see like Stan Lee, who was a great envisionist, to to pass away the way he did. It's just so sad. It, it's like it it brings you to tears. It's more more like. I Damn, mean, life is really short. And but at the same really time, it's, I always say this at the same time, it's not like he was really young. 
he lived an amazing, very long expectancy of life. Life expectancy for a man or for a man um, age now is like in his eighties. So he lived to be ninety-five. Yeah, it's pretty fucking good. I we're gonna miss him definitely. Most no, definitely. Yeah, no. I mean, we're not. Gonna, I don't think we're gonna get any new Spider-Man after this. No, we are. Like comic book wise, at least. No, we are. <laughs> they're, they're not gonna stop printing anything. I don't think they're gonna be the same. I honestly don't. No, it's not like he was still writing. He retired from writing in like the nineties. Yeah, but maybe he had a little hand in. He 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 he, he like some some writers would approve like ask him for their opinions on something. He say yeah yeah. I mean, when you see Stan Lee's writing, you can tell it's his writing. He yeah. had a distinct way of wording things. Some would say it was kind of more archaic because it was kind of like more 60s, 70s style. But that was the charm of it. And it was a nostalgic feel. Like, yeah. you can never, like, go off of, like, old things. Like, old things I mean, do work. I mean, if you do, I mean, if you do pick up, like, um, on, like, the first or second Spider-Man comics, you are going to see a drastic difference in, like, you know, the way wording is, you know, phrases and stuff like that. Because it is drastically different because you're going back 30, 50 some odd years. But they're interesting. Like, I, I always suggest people I, read those. Exactly. And it's just so sad. Like, you know, it's really the saddest thing ever um, to see to see Spider-Man, you know, and, and all the Marvel characters. It was a meme, but it was, like, all the Marvel characters, like, sitting on to, uh, Stan Lee's lap. And it was yeah. just, like, it hit you right at the feels. Like, yeah, with like, all those things. I think the worst one was when, um, there's two worst ones, actually. It was. It wasn't funny. It was more like something that, you know, you know, Stan. If you know Stanley, you know Stanley would wanted it. Um, when you remember the end of Avengers movie. Oh um, yeah, I'm not feeling good, and he's like. He started disappearing. Away. Yeah, man. I saw that one. Everybody was like, "Oh, that's that was upsetting." Up. Yeah, that one. I was like, "Oh man, that's man." Everybody was like, "Oh, that's fucked up." Da, da, da. It's like, no, Stan, this is what Stanley was though. Stanley was a comic book like extravaganza. Yeah. Like, this is something that he would have probably wanted. I'm actually amazed, even in the Avengers movie, they didn't make him disappear. Yeah, that would no, been, that would have been crushing. There's a meme about that. I know, though. I know that, but like in the actual movie, yeah, no, of course, been, of course, yeah, they would have predicted his death. But there was a, there was a, a not a scene, a, more like a meme. Yeah. Um, with Thanos was standing on Stanley's grave, and, he and he's just, asking, "Can I use the time stone to bring you back?" Yeah, pretty much saying that he regretted, like he when he said all the, he wanted half the world, he didn't mean the entire world, and he like sta- he was asking standing in his grave, like, "Do you want me to use this time stone to like reverse time?" And it just made you feel like shit, like reading that is like, damn. Like, I, I and I wasn't like an extreme Stan Lee fan. I, I, I liked him. He was okay to me. But even seeing that just made me want to cry. I was like, there was wow. um, one thing I saw too, where it was like another drawing where it was all the main DC characters, and Wonder Woman's on her knees and she drops a rose into Stanley's grave, and I'm like, oh, that's nice. I don't know if an actual DC artist did that, but like, yeah. At the same time, it was it was nice. It was nice that even and DC even, acknowledged. Them. Yeah, DC image. A lot of other Jeff Johns, a lot of guys throughout the industry acknowledge him. Actors, everyone else. Uh, Hugh Jackman did um, an interview recently, and he was crying, uh, talking about him. Yeah, it's the saddest thing. To, to, it's like, even now speaking about it, it's like the saddest thing. Yeah, like, I mean, at the same time, like, <coughs> bad, but at the same time, it's like, you know, mm-hmm. he's in a better place. He's back with his wife. You know, 
Also, the other upsetting part is earlier this year, uh, Steve Ditko, the other guy who helped create Spider-Man, passed away as well. Oh, wow. So, literally, I think almost everybody from that era, that Stan Lee and, you know, his little team that helped make the Marvel characters that he helped create, I think are all gone now, I think. I I think that's... Because if you think about it, at the time when they were doing that, they all had to be, like, in their 40s. That's depressing. Honestly, that's really depressing to hear. I mean, at least he he left a very good legacy. Yeah, I mean, a lot of people don't leave great legacies, and and um, I'm gonna whisper something in my co on my colleague's ear. Um, if he wants to. But uh, yeah. Um, not only that. Um, just the fact that. Well, what the hell was it? Um, I saw something online too, and this I, I thought it was real because it kind of got me excited. It was um, who the hell is it? Brian Cranston. It was like a fake poster something made if they would make um, a movie about Stan Lee, and it showed Brian Cranston kind of dressed up like Stan Lee. Disney, please do it. Mind blown. Make, 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 make a documentary about him. This is the perfect time to do it. I mean, granted, it'll be capitalizing on the dead man's legacy, but I mean, it's great. Shit. I, I mean, Universal did it with Paul Walker. I still feel like that one was, should have been like left alone. Like, yeah, but you know, unfortunately, that's the way media and Hollywood works. I mean, you know what I, mm-hmm. sorry to cut you off, but you know what I found out? Mm-hmm. Before someone, you know how like when you die, when a celebrity dies, they have like six or seven pages of an obituary. Yeah, those are written years before they die. Are you serious? Stanley even talked about that. He said. It'd, it'd be interesting to know that somewhere in a file somewhere that my obituary is already written and I'm like wow that's kind of weird wow. I didn't know that and I found that I'm like yeah I'm like I just realized that so so pretty much somebody from the the, the team right out there his obituary somebody in um, just like you know like in uh, pub- publishing Like newspapers And stuff like that mm-hmm. Wrote out somebody's obituary There's somebody Who literally gets paid To write people's obituaries Like they have to keep it Up to date I guess Like every sem- Every couple of years They have to take it back out And like add some stuff Or change some stuff around I guess Wow Especially somebody like Stan Lee Like shit That, that had to suck Like since the 70s Somebody's been working On his obituary <laughs> that, That's been a project That's been passed down For years Another funny thing I don't know which newspaper did it. I think it was Time uh, or whatever, the New Yorker or whatever, uh-huh. said that not Stan Lee died, but Spike Lee died. That's hilarious. That was funny. How I'm like, the huh? fuck yeah. did you watch that? Yeah. I you had like, one job, Time. They're, 30 year, they're like 30 years apart. They're different races in two different medias entirely. So, so fucking That was wow. just funny. I, just thought, I was like, wow. It, it brings you back to that Spider-Man 2 movie. No, Spider-Man 3 movie. Where Peter Parker proved that other uh, what was that guy? Uh, not I think it was Eddie Brock. Yeah, he proved Eddie Brock wrong. He's like, no, this picture was taken from somewhere else, and they had to recheck the whole entire fucking thing. Ah, uh, yeah. And he was, he was Joe Jay Jonah was like so pissed over because he's like, we haven't done this in thirty years. Like, what the fuck? You're so mad about it. That was the best part of that movie. Jay Jonah Jason, the guy who played him, he is great. He is. He plays. There's just get a little off topic. There's this one movie called. Uh, was it Whisper or something like that? It's about Drummer, and he plays like the teacher, and he is such an angry bastard in that movie. It is great. <laughs> I, I, I like, I, I it had nothing to do with Spider Man, but I just saw him in that, and I'm like, yo, I could just kind of see him. It's like, 
Damn it, you can't hit that freaking that note right. And where the fuck is Spider-Man? Oh my god. <laughs> he is great. He is hilarious. Yeah. That is hilarious. Just in general, like, you would never think, like, alright, like, <laughs> they always said, like, the Avengers can never work in film. Because there's no way to translate that medium to actual, you know, you know, like motion, like live action. It was, it wouldn't look right. It wouldn't yeah. look, it would look weird. Exactly. And, you know, hey, they proved that wrong. Hulk looked cool. Thor looked cool. The first Captain America suit kind of looked weird, but still cool. Iron Man looked cool. Nick Fury looked cool. Nick Fury always looked fucking cool. Yeah, even the white Nick Fury looked cool, too. I never saw that one. Yeah, there's a white Nick Fury. Original Nick Fury is white. Huh. Yeah. Uh, Hawkeye looked great, you know. Yeah. Everything looked just... Everything worked. And then, like, they started going into more different elements. Like, Doctor Strange came in. Black Panther. Ant-Man. You know, who the hell ever thought that there would be an Ant-Man movie? I don't think... I don't think that anybody would have gotten that. Who the fuck ever thought Doctor Strange... I didn't even know... I didn't know who Doctor Strange was until, like, three years ago. That's crazy. I didn't know who half these characters were. Even fucking, if you really think about it, Iron Man, Captain America... Who the hell thought those movies you got made? True. Because the only real big characters from... Captain uh, America. Captain and America, Hulk, and, you know, freaking the Iron X-Men, Man. and, you know, Spider-Man were their big characters. Iron Man was technically a B-level character. Really? Thor, yeah, Thor was technically a B-level character. Hmm. And then they started getting pushed more, and, you know, hey, it worked. Then they kept going with them. Or you get force-fed something. Sometimes it's always good to taste the force-fed. Yeah, and now, like like I said, like you cannot distinguish Iron Man and Robert Downey Jr. from each other. Chris no. Evans and him. Uh, Scarlett Johansson and Black Widow. I can't see anybody else doing that. Exactly, and I, I hope that even with Stan Lee's passing that we're still able to get like these guys together and still make more movies. Oh, yeah, and, no, that's, that's absolutely... I don't think they would want to stop. I don't want... I hope they would want to. The one thing I suggest they should do, mm-hmm. it would be interesting, is that everyone's like, who's going to take Stan Lee's place in doing all those cameos? I say Robert Downey Jr. No, I say... I say... CGI. Nah, you can't. I think that's more disrespectful than anything. That's kind of like what they're doing with the Paul Walker thing. When they originally I mean, wanted to put Paul Walker back in the movies and just have his brother do it. That would CG his face in. I mean, that would work. But that would be that's kind of more disrespectful than anything. I don't know. I think I think CGIing his his, um, his face in would have been, or at least. I mean, a, I yeah. think probably just putting a picture up every like somewhere. Because anyway, he's not even in there like as if it was like a main oh, character. Yeah, yeah. I like, know, but still, it's kind of weird. It's but like I a think five second, ten second. But I think it would kind of work. I think it would work more even like storyline based wise, especially like if you're doing it just in the uh, Disney Marvel Cinematic Universe. Yeah, it'd work more wise to have just like you know Rob Downey Jr. come in. Perfect. It would yeah. have been perfect. Yeah, and it's not like he's doing anything else. He's he's tried acting outside of Marvel, and that, that didn't go that great. It was called The Judge. It was basically where he played a judge. and Not a judge, he played a lawyer, and his dad was a judge in the small town he grew up in. And his dad uh, was drinking and driving and killed somebody. Now he has to help his dad with the case, even though him and his dad hate each other. Oh, that sounds like a really great movie. It was a good movie, it just didn't do good. Huh. Yeah, weird. But, yeah, that's... That sounds like a really good movie. Yeah, Yeah, unfortunately, a lot of these guys came... 
do good outside of Marvel movies. It's upsetting. I mean, some of them do good. I mean, they've had like small films that done decent. But you don't see them in anything really big. Like, unfortunately, Scarlett Johansson has done big movies. Um, Jeremy Renner, who plays Hawkeye, he's done big movies and they've done good. Right. But just, yeah. In general, we're gonna miss him. Like, yeah. He had a great envision of what what like comic books should be and what the characters should be and how they should be portrayed and acting and and what all and, the city. And you can't send a message in comic books, and you can't touch on actual real life problems, real life problems and big subjects, and kids and, will understand. Yeah, and 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 Stanley understood that, and that's why he ran with it. He ran with it, and that's why I got so over so Think quick. about it. Freaking Spider-Man was, like, the longest-running comic book ever. It had over 700 issues. Hmm. 700 issues. That's insane. And that's not even counting the multiverse Spider-Man. That's not even counting. No, that's just counting the mainstream Amazing Spider-Man. Exactly. They're not talking about the spectacular Spider-Man yet. No, that was after that. Yeah, we're not even talking about all the old guys. No, we're just talking about the Amazing Spider-Man from number one, from Fantastic Comics, all the way to 700, I think, one. That was when they stopped. Then wow. he became Doc Ock or something. I don't remember. like that, but that's just crazy. And yeah. then they restarted it again. And I'm just hoping this time like they, they continue with the uh, formula Stan Lee had and honestly just... Keep at it. Don't change anything to the formula because then you're just gonna get bad writings no. and bad storylines. The only thing that sucks is now, like they they normally like used to show him everything, and I yeah. wonder if they're still gonna give him producer credit on everything. Uh, of course, of course, of course. I would imagine. Maybe his kid, his his daughter, would do something. I didn't even know he had a kid. Yeah, he had a, he had just a, I think he had one daughter. Wow. Amazing. You'd think you know, man, being 95 years old, he have. A couple more kids. Exactly. This is one kid. Maybe she. Maybe he taught her everything she needs to know, and I mean, just keep up with it. Yeah. I, I want to hope. I mean, I remember I watched like a movie about him a while ago, where his daughter's like, he likes she likes comic books, she understands it, but she used to said that's that's my dad's world, but yeah. she still respects it, and like I'm pretty sure she would want to do something with it. And hopefully she does. Yeah. Hopefully she does. Hopefully she, like, yeah, well, most likely they'll probably ask her to do, like, producer stuff and just, like, you know, oversee stuff. Exactly. And hopefully that she takes it and just runs with it and makes a great storyline. If anything, you put her in the movies. As it could work. I it mean, I know work. she's not as well known. She's not as iconic as her, her father. But, hey, why not? Once they see a lead, they, uh, they're going to automatically yeah. flip out. They'll, they'll, yeah, they'll, they'll, they'll figure it out. out. Yeah. yeah, maybe she could just, maybe it could be, like, like, t- like, I don't know, like, something like in, like, the third Spider-Man movie, the experiment goes to Adele, he's like, hey, where's Stan, or something. It's like, oh, you know, he retired, I took his place. Uh-huh. Just, just uh-huh. kind of like, that's like a small introducing yes. to, like, the fans of this is his daughter, this is who to look out for now in these cameos. We're going to make it obvious, because we're going to put her next to, like, the big star, but, Yeah. This is her role now. This is yeah. her cameo. This is what she's going to do now. She she said, yeah, I'll do this. The only thing I am kind of upset about is he never appeared in a Netflix series. Yeah. They always did, like, pictures and stuff, which I get. He probably just didn't have time to do it, which I understand fully. I just wish they kind of would have got him in, like, hey, here, appear next to Daredevil, one of the characters you helped create. Appear next to Iron Fist, like, uh, Luke Cage. You know? All those guys and yet nothing. 
nothing. Yeah, but the, I, I I heard they still got to beat him and stuff, so that was kind of cool. Of course. Yeah. And but then, it's, it's kind of sucks that they can't see him. Now, the one thing I hope they do, it makes no sense at all because it's like a dark and gritty universe. In Daredevil, give him the yellow costume. Just once. I don't once. think they're ever going to do That's that. That's the original costume. Give it to him once. Please, just once. You gave him the red one. You gave him that weird black one. Hell, I heard you're going to even give him like the weird black red one mm. at some point. But give us the yellow one. Just even as a joke. Like, hey, you know, I think I need to brighten up the costume. Boom. He comes out like that. They gave Luke Cage his costume as yeah. a joke. As he is, spoilers, after he escaped from the prison he was in. Series is like two years old now. You should watch it at this point. Still, they did. To, they gave Iron Fist his yellow thing in like a back in like um a flashback thing. Yeah. Give us the yellow costume just once. I don't think that I don't like it. I don't think that I don't like it either. But it's, it would work. It's yeah. Original. It's something that you would want to. It's just a little cameo thing, or even like, hey, here, I drew a prototype of the costume for you, or a prototype of your upgrade costume. It's like, why is it yellow? That would be interesting. Exactly. Just acknowledge that it exists. Do something with it. Don't just be a crab about uh, it. Yeah. But yeah, it's sad to see. And you know what's weird? Before we end this, the last, the other cameo that Stan Lee did was actually in DC, the Teen Titan Go movie. Yeah, I saw that. And he's done cameos in some DC movies and TV I actually shows. did not know that. Yeah. He's good friends with them. Wow! So this they is never heard of it. They never because you you do know like they did they did um like the seventies like Spider Man versus yeah I know the crossover and then they did more they did X Men and Teen Titans they did a lot of things mm. there was like a whole little series that they were creating mm. it was good it was actually some of them were good they're dated I mean because of the writing and stuff but still wow wow tickle call me a tiger and tickle me pink but that's that's crazy and that you just dated yourself. <laughs> you dated yourself before you were even born. Jesus God. Yeah. Jesus God. Uh, anyway, Stanley. You'll be greatly missed. You'll be greatly missed. I'm, I'm depressed. I'm actually going to look up something later after this because I remember him saying he never wanted to use his real name because uh, Stanley's short for his real name, Stanley Liebert. Uh, his real name until he wrote a novel. I'm actually wondering if he ever did. Uh-huh. So that's all I want to look up. Anyway, Stanley. From who'll be greatly missed. Quick little thing I want to add to this: from somebody who aspires to be a writer in any which way, shape, or form. I looked up to you, and oh, he, before we actually ended off, I forgot to mention this. Speaking of comics, the last comic book or comic book character that's going to be appearing, his name, as ridiculous as it sounds, his name is Dirtman. Appearing in what? It's a Stan Lee original. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I heard, I heard about Dirt that. Man. Dirt Man. I don't know why, but they're still continuing it. Why do I feel like he's going to be a homeless guy? I, why do I feel like his power is going to be overly powered? Yeah, but I feel like he's going to be a homeless guy. It could work. I don't know why. Dirt Man and Homeless Man. Stereotypical, though. Yeah, I, yeah but I don't know why. Yeah. That just threw me off. Wow. I was going to a whole emotional speech there and you just threw me the hell off. I forgot to mention it. <laughs> Dirt man. Alright, so Stan Lee, we can't wait to see your what well, apparently product. is your final hopefully it is it wasn't you're considered your magnum opus. I really hope it isn't. But uh Dirt Man. Uh yeah, it works. see how that works. Anyway, 
Recipe Stanley. This has been 14 Talk. Wait, I want to say something. Stanley, you gravely missed. You actually, you're a part of the reason why I actually wanted to write comic books. I actually started writing comic books about um, this bird. Like, it's a weird comic book. Like, this, this guy, he has, like, bird powers. Ah. Uh, and um, he was actually a wrestler. And of course, he was a wrestler. Yeah, his wrestler uh, family got like it's a weird, weird concept. But pretty much, he, his sister and his brother gets kidnapped. The brother is the leader of the gang, and the sister is like an entire CIA agent. And Birdman is in the middle, and he's trying to protect them both before it becomes a colossal like war. It's a really weird book. I need help with it. If anybody wants to help me with that, it's a great story, though. Like, he uses wrestling to pay his rent and pay and put food on the table. And I need help with that comic. So, if anybody this wants is, to help me with that. This is an entire, like, Eddie Guerrero meets Birdman from uh, Michael Keaton mixed with freaking Batman mixed with uh, Hawkman. This is a whole lot of fuckery going on in this comic book. It's like if all of them just met in a room and said, hey, let's make a weird (laughs) mutant baby that wrestles and has CIA family. No, he actually, the way he got his pigeon powers. His pigeon? He's a fucking (laughs) pigeon? Wait. Why are we? Wait a minute. He's an entire bird. His entire bird. Does he like turn into a bird or is it just like? I like, wanted to have... All right, so the way I wanted to... How work, is a pigeon a, a superhero power? I think it's more of like a, like, you know... I mean, he could blend in. Pigeons usually blend in with well, things. Well, how does he fight? He craps on people's windshields and driving in traffic? <laughs> <laughs> all right, so the way it works, right? He's going to have powers, and he's going to adopt mm-hmm. the powers of each, like, like um, bird. So hawk, like, you have hawk vision. Um, p- uh, pigeons have the ability to blend in to... Uh, Surroundings. So. Yeah, in fucking New York. Yeah, they blend in and pretty well. And smell and be horrible and assholes. <laughs> they, they they blend in really well. But it's a fucking seagull. I'm going to shit on you while you're at the beach. It's my power. I'm going to ruin fucking Lex Luger's day by shitting on him while he's trying to get his son tan on. That's hilarious. But I, I was having this this permanent... Like, he, he gained... Like, and for flight, his arms extend and it hurts him when he does it. But his arms extend... And become giant and, wings or some shit? Yeah. Yeah. So he's gonna be. He's not a small pigeon. He's a giant fucking pigeon. He's an entire giant man. He's an entire he's a giant, giant pigeon. man. He, he's a yeah. He's like a. Fly. How is that blending in? I mean, he I could, mean, granted, it's New York. I wouldn't be surprised if we saw a giant <laughs> fucking pigeon flying overhead. But if I saw a giant <laughs> pigeon while I'm going on the freaking I ninety five, I would freaking flip out. I'd stop and say, "Holy shit! There's a fucking flying six foot pigeon." Coming at me. What well, the hell? Right, so, and if it took a crap, my car is gone. <laughs> so the way my I, car is entirely going from red to white, and I can't see out my windshield. All right. So, and I'm gonna be late to work. <laughs> I, I, I'm gonna tell you how this works, right? So his, his blending inability, he'll be just like it'll just transform like out of his like his utility stuff and his gears and so stuff. So it's a belt that makes him do it. Yeah. It, well. Not really a belt. You're entirely bad at this. You're it's not a belt. It's more like it's just something that he adopts. 
So, like, if he wants to, like, it's like a chameleon. Like, if he wanted, the chameleon wanted to blend into, like, the surrounding, all he had to do was just touch the surrounding. And so, he has to find, so wait, he has to find the birds to fucking turn into them, or he has to think about them? No, he just has to think about right, what he wants to been, blend into, and then So, because now all I'm picturing is him going home and having a bunch of cages of animals. Just trapped in his house. Oh no, that's dead the, or the, alive. The best part is he hates birds and he hates flying. So this is the greatest comic book. So you're gonna have a freaking anxiety attack. <laughs> <laughs> Time out. So we're gonna have a bird screaming as he's flying overhead. <laughs> ah! What the? And and he's gonna be crapping himself as well. I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure he's gonna be crapping and screaming. So we're gonna see a giant six foot fucking pigeon flying overhead, screaming and crapping his pants. <laughs> and, and, and well, he's a bird, so he he adopts all like. So all, he's going. Gar, gar. All the so like he if he <laughs> if he wanted out like nocturnal vision, he will be an owl, and he'll be. His neck yeah. will no longer have like um, bones in it, he'll, so he'll be able to do it. No, actually, owls have a neck. They can just they no, have they less, They bones. have one less vertebrae. Yeah, that's insane. They they have no like real bones, so he could do a three sixty with his head. No, they can only do a one eighty, not three sixty. Oh yeah, it's one eighty. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, I want him to do a three sixty. See how you're gonna make a comic book about Birdman if you don't know your bird history? You know your I mean, bird you're science. A entire pigeon, so aviary. You need aviary knowledge. Well, like I said, I need help with this. So somebody wants to help. You need with help this. with a lot of things. If somebody wants to, to help is this going to turn that entire podcast where I say you just need help? Do you want me? No, no. But again, if anybody's willing to make help me make this comic book, it'll be really greatly appreciated. But the whole point of this premise is <laughs> Stanley, you kind of like kind of pushed me and motivated me to do a comic. And this is a comic book that I've been trying out for years. On it's this, like four or five years in the On making. this five minute tangent that we went on about Birdman. <laughs> it Pitch. works. I want to call him Pigeon Man now. No. Pigeon Man. No. I'm making him a sidekick called Pigeon. It's gonna pigeon be pi- Boy. It's, you know, it's going to be Pigeon, but it talks with a New York accent. Oh boy. It's going to be a spy. Every, All right. We're every... adding to, I'm adding to that. So I, I, I'm in on this project now. I am your Jack Kirby. You are Stanley. Fuck. Except I can't draw, so you're screwed. So. <laughs> Great. <laughs> anyway, this has been the 14th talk. Stanley, rest in peace. We love you. See you guys there.